anyone that you bring into your organization can literally do whatever they want if they choose. They don't have to listen to you. So why would they follow you? Why would someone join you in this mission and follow your lead? Well, there has to be something about you that they respect. There has to be something about you that resonates with them. There must be something about what you have, how you live, the way you express yourself that is influencing their life. Hello, my love, and welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. My name is Melissa Martin. I am a business and embodiment coach and creator of the Boldly Courageous community. Just like you, I've walked through some dark seasons in life and I know what it's like to start over again and write a new story. This podcast is here to activate you, to show you what's possible when you embody your power and walk with courage and fear in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Each week, you will hear authentic conversations with thought leaders and visionaries as we dive deep into topics such as spirituality, business, money, relationships, sexuality, and so much more so that you can fully embody your boldly courageous self. Are you ready? Let's drop in. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I need to let you know about something really, really special to me. So if you're anything like me and you've had this calling on your heart to start a podcast, but you have no idea where to start, I want to introduce you to the incredible team that I have worked with literally from day one of launching Boldly Courageous over at Podcast Co. They have just released a self-paced course called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. This program will literally take you through step-by-step of launching your podcast from start to finish. You will learn everything about how to create and find the foundation and mission of your podcast, how to come up with the perfect name, get super clear on your audience and the structure of your show. Also, you will learn how to record, how to produce, how to edit, and also hosting, music, creating the perfect cover and building a successful launch strategy. Basically, by the end of the program, you will have launched a podcast that feels authentic and expansive to you, labeling you as the expert that is ready to impact and grow your audience in whatever phase of life they may be at. So all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, use code boldly courageous at checkout, and you will get a hundred dollars off the launch your fucking podcast course. So now let's jump into the episode. Hello, my love, and welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. As always, so grateful that you are here with me. Happy holidays. And if you are wondering why this episode sounds a little bit different, it is because I'm currently in the car. I felt inspired to sit down and have a chat with you and I'm using my headphones to record this. So this is just one tiny little example of how things don't have to be perfect for you to take action. If you're feeling inspired, you want to share a message. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have a fancy microphone. You don't have to be sitting in your office. You can literally be anywhere at any time and press record on the notes section or the voice memo section of your cell phone and turn that into content. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. So I'm currently in Virginia, which is a beautiful state, by the way. (laughs) 
So if you hear some background noise, you hear some bumps along the way, uh, you might hear a blinker here, here or there. It's because I'm in the car and I'm currently driving a large SUV filled with belongings from Atlanta, Georgia to upstate New York. Huge life change for me. You can go back a few episodes if you're curious on what that is and listen to my life updates and where life is leading me. So on this journey from Atlanta to New York, I made a pit stop in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I spent the night with one of my dear sisters that I haven't seen in forever. And she's an online entrepreneur. She's uh, a coach for uh, high-level women, and she teaches a lot around how to build passive income through Airbnb. And she was getting ready to prep for a masterclass, and she was bouncing some ideas off of me, and we started talking about influencer marketing and what it means to be an influencer. And our conversation led us down a path of this idea of visibility and branding and marketing. And we were talking about the role that an influencer plays and that in order to have influence with others, you must have visibility, right? That's really how we influence people through our actions, through our words, through our brand. And that visibility could be literally within the four walls of your home as a parent or a partner or a family member, or even with a roommate, how you lead your life, the words that you say, the impact that you create is all through influence of visibility. That could be through your career and the people that you work with on a day-to-day basis. That could be through your social networks, through social media, um, or any online platform that you have. Influence is built through the power of visibility. And What this prompted for me was a deeper conversation around leadership and leadership is something that for me, I'm always leaning into and really bringing presence and awareness and observing my own leadership style and how it's evolved over the years and how my influence and visibility impacts others from a leadership standpoint. So my desire with my clients, my own personal life and my relationships with my friends has been to lead myself personally so that I may be the example versus the expert, but it hasn't always been this way. And I wanna just guide you through and share with you some perspective on styles of leadership and how I'm seeing this evolve. And hopefully this will unlock something for you. My intention for you today in this episode is to walk away with a clear understanding of the impact that you can create and the influence that you can create through this concept of being self-led, which is kind of a, a buzzword or a buzz phrase or a buzz topic right now in the personal development space and the coaching space, at least through my lens. It's what I'm seeing right now. A lot of this conversations around being a self-led woman and, and what does that look like and how this is evolving. And I think there's a, a layer to this that leads into imposter syndrome that when we are self-led and we're leading by example, not by becoming the expert, it frees us from this need to be perfect and gives us permission to just be ourselves and be relatable. And not everyone's going to relate to you and that's okay. I wanna take you back to 
a time where I was employable. <laughs> Before I was an entrepreneur, I think that leadership is taught in the household first, where our parents, you know, they do the best that they can to lead us and to guide us through rules and regulations and making good choices and uh, consequences for our actions. And as young children, you know, we learn how to be in this world through the lens of what we learn at home. And our first example of leadership really does come from our parents. So there is an opportunity here if you are a parent or desire to be one for a full circle moment. And I hope that this lands for you. And even if you're not a parent, if you lead yourself through relationships or you lead yourself in organizations or you want to be a leader in any capacity, there are full circle moment opportunities in this conversation. So as little children, we are looking to our parents to be the leader, to show us, to guide us through decision-making, to model for us what it means to be self-led. And this is such an important role as a leader. It is the most important job you'll ever have as a parent is to lead others, but we first must understand how to lead ourselves. And where this can get slippery is when we are not necessarily leading by example. We're not being the example, we're being the authority. And this can be really confusing where there is a do as I say, not as I do mindset. And there is an authoritative leadership template that goes like this. I am the boss. I know more than you. I have more authority over you. And you do not have a certain level of autonomy. In other words, I make the rules and you must follow them. And if you don't, there are consequences and you really don't have a say in that. I mean, you do have a say. You might not realize that you have a say, but there are consequences if you don't follow the rules and you don't have to like me, you don't have to love me, you don't even have to respect me, but these are the rules and they are the rules because they are the rules and because I say so. And this type of authoritative leadership becomes a template for our entire blueprint of how we follow or how we learn. So this authoritative leadership, which is do as I say, not necessarily do as I do, but do as I say, follows us through life in almost every single container for personal growth that we are placed into. So that level of leadership moves from the household into the school system where we have to line up in the hallways and we have to raise our hand when we want to speak. And if we speak out of turn, there's consequences. And all of this is meant to allow us to operate in society so that society can function in an easy way, right? And so teachers in the classroom can be teaching us about something that they don't necessarily embody but they teach and there are rules that you have to follow that may not apply to them, but they apply to you. And this can be very confusing when rules only apply to you, but they don't apply to the person that is upholding them. And there will be moments where we want to rebel against that, where it feels unfair and it feels unbalanced. Have you ever seen a child throw a temper tantrum when they don't 
feel like they're being treated fairly. Like, how come you get to have this, but I can't? Why do you get to stay up late, but I have to go to bed early? And it's, well, because I'm an adult and you're a child. And we start to realize that there's a difference in hierarchy between adults and children. There's a difference between hierarchy and leadership. And we can maybe start to feel like we want to rebel against that, or we can feel unjust in the way that we're being led or the rules don't feel good because they they don't apply to you but they only apply to me and so i see this in children i've had a beautiful opportunity to spend time with my best friend's daughter who is basically like my niece and she's one of my most greatest teachers and it's given me an opportunity to really look at leadership in this way of like an authoritative leadership of i say what goes over this little person this little human's role or decisions in life and where is the line for her own personal authority over herself and obviously there is nuance to this right because as a as a caregiver my number one priority is safety for her and sometimes that requires overriding what she would like in order to keep her safe so i get that there's nuance to this but i hope that you're understanding the the message that i'm sharing in this and so from an early age we see leadership in two ways. Um, one, it's what's modeled to us by the way in which the authority figures lead themselves, the actions that they take. And we're looking for proof that words and actions align. And when they don't, we learn how to manipulate or we learn that we can't trust someone or that someone's words and actions don't align. So perhaps there is a misalignment there, but we're looking for authority and we're looking for proof of what leadership is. So there's two ways that we look at that. We either look at the way someone else leads themselves and they lead by example, or we look at the way they lead by role and authority. And we start to discern between the two on a very subconscious level. And so this then translates from the household into the school system and then from the school system into the workplace. And so for me, where this really stood out in my life when I reflect back on leadership styles was management roles. So being in the corporate world, I worked in the financial service industry from the start of my financial service career when I was 18 years old up until the time that I was 32. In some way, shape, or form, it was either in a banking environment or in a financial service institution, selling mutual funds to hedge fund companies and, and so on and so forth. So I was in a sales organization where there was a hierarchy in leadership, right? There's a CEO and then there's, you know, divisional managers and then there's sales managers and then there's you as a, as a sales executive and then there's sales support. So there's this sort of like hierarchy and there are spoken and maybe unspoken rules around leadership. And depending upon who gets assigned to you as a leader, you either get along with your manager or you don't. You either respect this person or you don't. And if you don't respect them, it certainly does make your relationship with that manager a little bit more nuanced and slightly more challenged because respect from a leadership perspective is something that has a certain level 
of relatability to it. Like if I respect someone, it means that I hold them and their standards and their way of being and their way of thinking in a certain level of regard that I either would like aspire to achieve myself or that I see reflected in myself. So respect is something that I, I believe from a leadership perspective is like gold. If you are well respected, not well liked, but respected by your team and people believe in you from a leadership standpoint, my guess is that the team environment is going to operate much more smoothly. But where there begins to be a breakdown in leadership especially in an authoritative leadership role is when there's a loss of respect because what happens is if i don't respect my manager or the person that's leading me but it's in a container where i don't necessarily have a whole lot of choice i start to resent that person i probably start to feel less than excited to perform for this person. I don't really believe in who they are. I don't really like them very much. I don't really respect them very much. And so now this feels very diminishing to me. And this type of leadership is very much the do as I say, not as I do leadership. And it's very much circumstantial. Like if I didn't work for you in this job, I probably wouldn't be friends with you. And I certainly don't respect you or the way that you lead your life or the way that you think about things. But because you're my manager and because you are in charge of my performance bonus, I have to pretend to like you. I have to pretend to be nice to you. I have to somehow find a way to enjoy being in your company and listen to what you have to say, even though I think everything that comes out of your mouth is complete gibberish. I don't like being in your energy and I don't respect you. Have you ever been in a situation like that where you're around leaders that just like to hear themselves talk and they're very ego driven and there's literally nothing about them that you respect, but you have to follow them or listen to them because their power is very much circumstantial based on their job role, based on your job role, based on hierarchy. And this, I think on some deep level is why so many people feel disempowered in their careers. They feel unfulfilled is because they don't align with the person that's leading them because they can kind of see through the bullshit and they're like, yeah, your words and actions don't align. And the only reason that I'm giving you any level of credibility is because you're my manager and you know that, and you maybe abuse your power a little bit. So the, on the flip side of that is being someone in an authoritative leadership role is a really delicate situation that I think people can sometimes abuse. And maybe there's a little bit of ego in that as well of like, you actually have no choice but to listen to me and whether you like it or not is really irrelevant. This is the way it is. And if you don't conform, then I'm going to tighten the belt to control you even more. And I'm not really open to other points of view. Right. And this is very much ego based because I'm your boss, because I'm your mom, because I'm your teacher, because I'm the principal, because what I say goes even if I don't hold myself to the same standard and it can feel very unfair. So I remember being in the corporate world 
and being a high achiever and losing respect for my managers and being like, this is such a bullshit. I can't believe I have to listen to this person who like just wants to hear themselves talk. And it all felt very uninspiring to me. Like there was literally nothing about my management team that ever motivated me or inspired me to want to be better, do better, have more, think outside the box, grow myself personally. Like there was none of that. Everything from a leadership perspective was very much circumstantial based on my job role. It had nothing to do with me personally as a human being and everything to do with how many phone calls I made and how many of those phone calls turned into substantial conversations and how many of those substantial conversations resulted in sales for the company. That was the mission. And I think this is common for a lot of people. So the other type of leadership that I was then exposed to through the power of network marketing was not authoritative leadership, but it was personal leadership. It was self leadership and voluntary leadership. And this is where the conversation around influence and visibility comes into play. So in network marketing, your role is twofold, is to educate and to lead. And on an education standpoint, you are educating your customers on a specific product or service or problem that you can solve for them, whether it's helping them with their makeup or giving them non-toxic solutions to living or healthy eating habits or amazing hair or food storage solutions, you name it. There's something for everybody in the direct selling space. And so on the one hand, your job is to really support people and educate them on how you are the person that can solve the problem and maybe even in their eyes, be an expert at the thing that you solve, whether that's health or wellness or non-toxic living or beauty, whatever it is. And on the other hand, your job is to lead a team of other distributors and teach them and lead them how to build a business. Now, here's the thing. They don't have to listen to you. You're not their boss. You don't control their paycheck. Anyone that you bring into your organization can literally do whatever they want if they choose. They don't have to listen to you. So why would they follow you? Why would someone join you in this mission and follow your lead? Well, there has to be something about you that they respect. There has to be something about you that resonates with them. There must be something about what you have, how you live, the way you express yourself that is influencing their life through the visibility that they have through proximity with you or what they see on social media or what they experience in their, in their energy, your energy or what other people have told them. Right. And so this was really my first exposure to voluntary leadership and personal leadership and my understanding of personal power and what it means to be someone who is self-led. It was the first time that I was really exposed to people who were growing themselves to be better humans so that they could influence other people to grow themselves and be better humans. And in the process of everyone collectively growing themselves and being better humans, 
the way that they viewed the world started to shift. The responsibility that they took for themselves, not blaming other people for their problems, but taking ownership for their success in their life, taking ownership for their success in their business started to become more evident. And as a result of that, they started to become more successful and attract more people to them because it was very different than the circumstantial leadership and authoritative leadership that people were used to in their corporate career. It's like, wow, this is a breath of fresh air. You mean I don't have to do what you're telling me? You're giving me the option? Wait a second, you mean that this is how you lead your life? And if I am in proximity to you, like I could lead my life that way too? It's quite a different style of leadership. And I noticed that some people would really lean in and some people would tune it out. And I started to notice that were certain leaders in the company that I was like, wow, there's just something about you that's so magnetic. And every time you speak, I feel activated. And I'm like really drawn to the way that you be in this world. And then there were certain people that I was like, mm, what you're saying just really doesn't resonate with me. And I don't feel that in my body. And I loved the fact that I had a choice in which leader I wanted to follow and who I respected and who I didn't. And so this type of influence is, in my opinion, the most magnetic. When you can influence someone else's life through being who you are, and it moves them to make change in their own life, not because you're telling them to, but because they choose on their own free will, the ripple effect of this is, unbelievable. It's life-changing because you are empowering others to make a decision based on what they desire, not based on what they fear. You're giving them the opportunity to choose what it is that they want to lean into and what they want to lean away from. And by you being in your own power and leading yourself, you now become not the authority, not the expert, but you become the example. And when you become the example, you show other people what is possible when they step into their own personal power and lead by example as well. And it's mind blowing what happens. And I saw it in network marketing and I'm seeing it now in the coaching space where there's people who lead wanting to be the expert. And there's nothing wrong with being an expert at anything. Like, I just want to say that. But I'm noticing a subtle difference for myself personally and the way that I choose to lead and the women in my life and what feels resonant in my body is that I don't personally want to be an expert at anything. Because when I say that I'm an expert, sometimes there's this texture of above you and below you. And this texture of being better, like I have it figured out and you don't. And without me, you fail. And you must do as I say, otherwise you lose. But I believe that personal power and being a woman who leads herself through life becomes a magnet for others that desire the same type of lifestyle, becomes a magnet for others that desire the change that perhaps you have, that you've achieved. And by leading yourself, you you don't necessarily have to be an expert, but you become the example. And when you become the example, 
and you invite people to learn from you and to walk with you and to be in proximity with you, you can start to have deeper conversations around what that means for them, about how they can be the example in their own life. So I believe that this type of leadership is the thing that really does change dynamics in uh, like from the top down or from the bottom up, however you want to look at it. If you are someone who desires to have children and you want to lead the best way you can lead yourself because your children will watch you lead yourself through situations. And when your words and your actions align and you become a woman of your word and you apologize when you do the wrong thing and you make mistakes and you own that, guess what your children will do? They will be children who lead them themselves, not because you told them to, but because you lead yourself and you set the example. And then they say, oh, that's the example. And I get to follow that example. And now you are raising a little army of self-led humans that become the example and lead themselves through things, not because you told them they have to, but because they have a choice and they want to. So I feel like this is such an important conversation for us to have as we're walking into the new year and new year's resolutions are coming up and we're deciding like, who do I want to be and who do I want to become and how will I lead myself through this next year? What do I want to embody? How do I want to carry myself? And when you choose to lead yourself through whatever it is that you're facing right now and you hold yourself in a higher standard every single aspect of your life is impacted your conversations change your relationships change your triggers change your income shifts the way you view your job changes your personal power changes like everything shifts so this is really the conversation that I want to have right now and what I'm leading myself through of being the example as we step into 2023 and we walk together in the Embody Mastermind. This is the conversation that we're having in Embody. And so if you've listened to the past couple of episodes, you've heard me talk about this. The Embody Mastermind is a six-month container for you to walk into your next level of leadership and embody the version of you that you desire to become so that the next time a large chunk of money comes into your bank account, you don't repeat the same patterns you did before and just spend it all. So that the next time you are dating a man and you feel like he's not respecting you and he's not giving you the attention you need, you don't self-sabotage or abandon yourself and try and like manipulate him into loving you. You just walk away if your needs aren't being met. So that the next time someone crosses a new boundary that you've set, you don't waver on those boundaries, but instead you with love communicate clearly what your boundary is and what you are or, or not available for. <laughs> like this is the type of leadership that I'm talking about. This is the type of shift that I'm talking about. When we talk about personal power and embodiment, this is the, this is the outcome of that. It's shifting these old paradigms and operating systems. It's getting out of the old way of doing things and standing in our personal power and leading ourselves in the new way of doing things. And when you do that, everything in your life changes.
Like when you start setting boundaries because you've become so present and aware of how you've been people pleasing and self abandoning yourself and you recognize that, oh, this is an old pattern from my childhood that was passed down to me from what was modeled to me from my family. And I decide that, you know what, I'm going to be different. And you start to embody that and you forgive the parts of you that need to be forgiven and you celebrate the parts of you that get to be celebrated. Like when you start setting those boundaries and you actually uphold them, like everyone in your life calibrates to that. You set the example for your friends, for your loved ones, for your coworkers, for your children of what boundaries look like. That is the type of leadership that I'm talking about. That when you are leading yourself through your own shift in your life, people notice and they're going, what are you doing? I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about you that's different. And that is influence. That is being influential in other people's lives because the change that you're making becomes visible. And people will either lean into this type of self-leadership that you are displaying through your own personal power and embodiment and say, wow, there's something about you that's different. And when I'm in your presence, I feel safe. I feel clear. I feel connected because I feel like you're so present with me and I know exactly where I stand. Like, and I want that. And you're going to lead by example. And everyone in those people in your life who lean in are going to be like, okay, I want to calibrate to that. Or they're going to lean out and they're going to say, you know what? I liked the old version of you because the old version of you was easy to manipulate. I got my way. I got my needs met when you abandon yourself. And those people, whether they're doing it on a conscious level or subconscious level is really irrelevant. If they're not ready to calibrate to this new level of personal power and leadership, that's okay. You might not be the person to guide them through that. However, you setting that boundary might be the catalyst for them to realize that there's something here that I get to shift. And the dynamic of your relationships changing can be the most powerful way of waking people up because you're not telling them what to do. That's authoritative leadership. You're being it and you're being the example and you're exemplifying what it is. You're embodying it. That is embodiment. So imagine it's a year from now. Imagine it's a year from now and friends and family members of yours are gathered around the table and maybe you haven't gotten to dinner yet. Maybe you're just about to show up and somebody says they're talking about you. And they're saying, gosh, you know what? It, I, I cannot wait to see, enter your name, like what she's done in the past year has been so incredible. Like I'm so proud of her. I feel so much closer to her. I've seen her relationships shift. Like she got this promotion at work. She seems so happy. Or just imagine even better that it's one year from now and you're sitting down at Thanksgiving and your family members are asking you like, how are you? And instead of you talking about how frustrated you are in life and feeling disempowered and having a pit in your stomach, you share genuinely, I feel amazing. I love the relationships that I have in my life. 
I feel so empowered in my career. I think that like my parenting dynamic has changed so much and I'm really loving this phase of life right now. And I've honestly never felt more like myself. What would it be like to have that type of conversation around the dinner table? Who would you have to be to have that type of conversation? And what would be the response? What do you think that would do for the people in your life? And you know what? The last thing I just want to leave you with is I want to recognize that this type of leadership, this type of influence and voluntary leadership of personal power and embodiment, it's not always easy. Sometimes you have to be the person that goes first in your, in your world. Sometimes you have to be the one that decides I want to shift the conversation that we're having. And if you want a better answer, you have to ask a different question. And I've seen this happen in some of the circles in my life. It's been really beautiful that when I started to really embody my truth and I stopped hiding parts of myself or diminishing them because I thought people wouldn't understand or wouldn't get the conversation. I realized that I was robbing them of my influence. I realized that I was robbing them of visibility to see the different layers of who I am. And so I started to create these conversations with women in my life that they had never had before because I had gone first and I had done my work around emotional intelligence and healing sisterhood wounds and creating safety for other people and holding myself to higher standards and understanding my boundaries and knowing how to navigate difficult conversations through the process and framework of personal power and embodiment that I've shared multiple times that we will be walking through in the Embodied Mastermind. I started to create spaces for the women in my life that perhaps had not stepped into that type of self-led leadership to have these conversations. I started asking different questions and I'm literally talking about like around the dinner table. I would ask a question that was deep and thought provoking and opened up space for connection and vulnerability between women that like we had never had before. And what came on on the other side of that has been so beautiful and I'm seeing the ripple effect of that. So sometimes you are the one that goes first. And when that happens, it can feel challenging. It can feel scary. It can feel like, what if these people don't love me? What if they don't want to walk with me? And sometimes people don't, but sometimes they do. And that's why being in containers with other women who are walking through these shifts is so powerful. Group containers, in my opinion, are really important if you are navigating change in your life. The support is so necessary. The sisterhood is so necessary because sometimes you can feel like you don't even know if you're coming or going. Like your current environment might feel like familiar and foreign all at the same time and you there's like an identity crisis that happens. And so being in space with other women that are having similar experiences that you can share, hey, I'm feeling this way and they can hold space for you is so important. 
I've seen it happen time and time again, not only in the spaces that I've held through the group coaching containers that I've facilitated, but also the spaces that I've personally been in. It's like a, it's like a safe space and testing ground for you to come and say, Hey, I'm really challenged by this. I need support. Can you help me? And the rules in those containers are, are different than the rules in the containers in our real life, because sometimes we have to be the one that sets the rules in those containers. And until you've seen it modeled and until you've been through it, it's hard to know how to do it. So my invitation for you, if you're feeling the nudge, if you want to lead yourself through 2023 in a different way and be the example not the expert, is to join me. Join us. Come into the Embody Mastermind. Let's walk in personal power and embodiment together through 2023. Let's shift some big shit in your life. Let's call forward the version of you that is under the surface, that's waiting to come out so that the next holiday, when you're sitting around the kitchen table, you can be the one to ask the thought-provoking question. And when people ask you how you're doing, you can say the truth. I feel amazing. I feel so empowered in my life. I've never felt happier. Things are going so well. I'm learning so much about myself. And this season of life right now is just delicious. And you can mean it with every cell of your body. Join me. Join us. You can click the link in the show notes to hop on my calendar. We're going to have a conversation together, you and I. We're going to talk about whether or not the space is the right space for you. Or you can slide in my DMs. I'm at the Melissa Martin on Instagram, and we can have a conversation there. I love you. I'm grateful for you. Thank you so much for being here with me. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life. Bye.